0: section 23 of the obscure night of the soul by st john of the cross this librivox recording is in the public domain book 2 chapter 8 other trials of the soul in this state another source of affliction and distress to the soul in this state is that as the obscure night impedes the exercise of faculties and affections it cannot elevate the mind and affections to god as before nor pray to him it thinks itself to be in that state described by the prophet when he said thou hast set a cloud before thee that our prayer may not pass through this is the meaning of the words i have quoted before he hath shut up my ways with square stones if at any time it prays it prays with so much aridity without sweetness as to think that god neither hears nor regards it as the prophet complains saying yea and when i cry and entreat he shutteth out my prayer and in truth this is the time for the soul to put its mouth in the dust suffering in patience this purgation it is god himself who is now working in the soul and the soul is therefore powerless it cannot pray or give great attention to divine things neither can it attend to temporal matters for it falls into frequent distractions and the memory is so profoundly weakened that many hours pass by at a time without its knowing what it has done or thought what it is doing or about to do nor can it give the least heed to what it is occupied with notwithstanding all its efforts inasmuch then as the intellect is purified from its imperfect perceptions the will from its affections and the memory also from all knowledge and reflections it is necessary that the soul should be annihilated herein according to the words of the psalmist referring to this purgation i am brought to nothing and i knew not this knowing not extends to these follies and failures of the memory these wanderings and failures of memory are the result of interior recollection by which the soul is absorbed in contemplation in order to prepare the soul and temper it divinely in all its powers for the divine union of love it must first of all be absorbed with all its powers in the divine obscure spiritual light of contemplation and detached from all affection for and apprehension of created things THIS CONTINUES REGULARLY IN PROPORTION TO THE INTENSITY OF ITS CONTEMPLATION. THUS, THEN, THE MORE PURE AND SIMPLE THE DIVINE LIGHT WHEN IT SHINES ON THE SOUL, THE MORE DOES IT OBSCURE IT, EMPTY IT, AND ANNIHILATE IT, AS TO ALL ITS APPREHENSIONS AND AFFECTIONS, WHETHER THEY REGARD HEAVENLY OR EARTHLY THINGS. AND ALSO, THE LESS PURE AND SIMPLE THE LIGHT, THE LESS IS THE SOUL OBSCURED AND ANNIHILATED, it seems strange to say that the purer and the clearer the supernatural light the more is the soul obscured and that it is less obscured when that light is less pure but this may be easily explained if we keep in mind the philosophical axiom that supernatural things are more obscure to the intellect the more clear they are in themselves thus the ray of high contemplation, transcending as it does the natural powers, shining on the soul with its divine light, makes it dark, and deprives it of all the natural affections and apprehensions which it entertained in its own natural light. Under these circumstances the soul is not only left in darkness, but in emptiness also, as to its powers and desires, both natural and spiritual, and in this emptiness and obscurity is purified and enlightened by the divine spiritual light without its ever thinking of its presence but rather thinking of the darkness that surrounds it as a pure ray of light unreflected by any object is almost invisible but becomes visible by being reflected so the spiritual light which envelops the soul is by reason of its pureness invisible or imperceptible but when it strikes against any object that is when we use it to discern between truth and falsehood or any particular matter relating to perfection it then becomes visible at once and the soul perceives it then much more distinctly than it did before it entered this obscurity in the same way it perceives the spiritual light which it has for discerning easily the imperfection which is present as in the case of a ray of light which is itself not visible but which if the hand or any object be passed across its course the hand becomes instantly visible and the presence of the sun's light is detected the soul therefore inasmuch as this light is perfectly pure clear and universal disconnected from all particular objects of the intellect natural or divine its powers are emptied and annihilated with respect to all such apprehensions most easily and comprehensively understands and penetrates within all things whether of heaven or of earth according to the saying of the apostle the spirit searcheth all things yea the deep things of god it is to this universal and pure knowledge these words refer which the wise man spoke by the holy ghost wisdom reacheth everywhere by reason of her purity that is because not connected with any particular object of the intellect or affections the characteristic of a mind purified and annihilated as to all particular objects of affection and of the intellect is said to have pleasure in nothing and to have no particular understanding abiding in emptiness obscurity and darkness embracing all things in its grand comprehensiveness fulfilling mystically the words of the apostle having nothing and possessing all things for such poverty of spirit merits such a blessing end of section twenty three